Namaskar. Welcome to another episode of the Vedas Explorer, where we continue our awe-inspiring exploration of the vast and infinite knowledge and wisdom encapsulated in Sanatan Dharma, also known as Hinduism. I'm your host Saraj. So far, we've been talking about the Rigveda. The Rigveda, as we know, is the oldest literature available to mankind. But it's not just a book written by a single author. We have discussed how it contains knowledge that came in the form of revelations to seers. But there is evidence to suggest that this didn't just happen overnight, nor did it happen over the course of weeks or years, but rather lifetimes. The Rigveda is more like a series of mandalas or books, like our modern-day Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings series. Only the Rigveda holds a profound significance for humanity surpassing fictional works like the Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. As one of the sacred and oldest texts, it encompasses the spiritual and philosophical wisdom of ancient times. Its verses explore the nature of the existence, cosmic order, and the quest for enlightenment. Unlike fictional tales, the Rigveda provides genuine insights into human consciousness historical contexts and cultural evolution and it offers a timeless repository of knowledge fostering a deeper understanding of our roots and the interconnectedness of all beings as a spiritual guide the rigveda's impact on humanity surpasses the allure of imaginative literature and just like every series it is incredibly important for us to understand in what sequence this body of knowledge was compiled when understanding a story or a saga it's very important to understand what happened first and so on in order to understand the overall essence of the saga in this episode we're going to take a detour to explore why we need to understand the sequence of assimilating all the knowledge that rigveda has in its 10 mandalas We are also going to understand what this sequence is and go through some theories that show us how and lastly understand why the Rigveda is divided the way it is even though it was revealed to humanity in a different sequence. In case of the Rigveda I can give you 10 reasons why it's important to know the sequence in which the knowledge in rigveda was conceived but to save time we are going to focus only on a few important points the rigveda is a collection of hymns composed by various seers over centuries by understanding the sequence we can witness the gradual evolution of vedic thought we can trace the progression from early polytheism to the emergence of abstract and philosophical concepts reflecting the spiritual growth the rigveda provides glimpses into the social, cultural and historical context of ancient India. By discerning the chronological order, we can grasp the changes and challenges faced by the Vedic society over time. This understanding helps us appreciate the wisdom of the Vedic seers who brilliantly adapted their hymns to address the needs of their people. The Rigveda is a very complex tapestry of interconnected hymns where themes and motifs recur throughout the text by understanding the sequence we can perceive the continuity 
and coherence of Vedic thought. It reveals the intricate web of ideas and beliefs that shaped the foundation of ancient Indian spirituality. The Rigveda comprises of hymns dedicated to various deities and cosmic forces. By understanding the sequence, we can appreciate the diversity and gradual evolution of beliefs and practices within the Vedic culture. It reminds us also of the inclusivity and openness of ancient Indian society where different paths to truth were respected and celebrated. Also, the Rigaved was passed down through an oral tradition for generations before being transcribed. Understanding this sequence helps us appreciate the meticulous preservation of this ancient knowledge by the Vedic Rishis. And lastly, since I told you I'm not going to bore you with all the 10 points, understanding the sequence of the Rikaved fosters a profound connection with our spiritual heritage. It allows us to approach these ancient hymns with reverence and curiosity, seeking deeper meanings and insights. Now that we know the importance of understanding the sequence in which this knowledge was revealed to us, let's go a level deeper to understand what the sequence actually is. To do this, we're going to borrow understanding from research already conducted on the linguistic challenges, changes, and the references to composers and rishis across the 10 mandalas because logically, you can draw references from something or somebody in the past on only the past. So, let's dive right in. The Rigavedas, last two mandalas, 9 and 10, are also the chronologically last in that order. Mandalas 1 and 8 are the focus of our analysis today as they hold significant evidence for establishing a precise chronological arrangement. Mandalas 9 and 10's positions are relatively clear. Mandala 10 is undoubtedly the last chronologically, marked by distinct linguistic changes from the earlier ones. The language in Mandala 10 reflects a later stage of Rigvedic language, with new words and inflections not found in the earlier Mandalas. On the other hand, Mandala 9 is earlier than Mandala 10 but later than the first eight Mandalas. It serves as an appendix grouping hymns to Soma by Rishis from all the ten families. The compilation of Mandala 9 occurred when an eight Mandala Rigveda was already in existence, sharing the same sequence of the first four Rishis in both Mandala 1 and Mandala 9. Mandalas 2 to 7 are called family Mandalas as they have been compiled by generations of three sages, namely Bharadvaj, Vashisht, and Vishwamitra. The Rigaveda's family mandalas can further be divided into early family mandalas, which are 6, 3, and 7, and later family mandalas, which are 4, 2, and 5. The later family mandalas contain hymns composed by descendants of the rishis from the early family mandalas. Mandalas 6, 5, and 7 are analyzed in their chronological order. Mandala 6 is the oldest 
amongst the early family mandalas as descendants of its rishis composed hymns in the later family mandalas 4 and 2 mandala 5 is the latest among the later family mandalas as it includes hymns by descendants from rishis from early family mandalas 3 and 7 mandala 7 is the latest among the early family mandalas marked by joint hymns composed by vashishta and kumara agneya a descendant of bhardwaj of mandala 6 mandala 4 is actually older than mandala 2 due to the fewer hymns composed by descendants of rishis from mandala 6 and mandala 5 has hymns composed by descendants of rishis from early family mandalas 3 and 7 along with hymns by descendants of agastya contemporary to mandala 7 now i can understand all this must be very confusing so let me give you a clear order the order of all these mandalas between 2 and 7 are 6 3 7 4 2 and 5 this is the order for the six family mandalas now you might have noticed we haven't talked about mandala 1 yet mandala 1 of the rigveda contains a fascinating interplay of hymns composed by different generations of rishis and that too from various mandalas it includes 54 full hymns crafted by direct descendants of the rishis from the early family mandalas and an additional 61 full hymns written by descendants of rishis living during the time of the early family members of the early family mandalas interestingly mandala 1 lacks any hymns composed by ancestors of the rishis from early family mandalas however it features 21 full hymns authored by ancestors of rishis from the later family mandalas including compositions by contemporaries of rishis belonging to the later family mandalas who are also descendants of rishis from the early family mandalas or even mandala 1 self also notably there are no hymns whether full or joint that are attributed to descendants of rishis from the later family mandalas within mandala 1 This intricate arrangement highlights the dynamic nature of the Rigvedic tradition, showcasing the intertwining legacies of its seers across the different mandalas, while also proving that Mandala One is not just younger than the early family mandalas, but is both earlier than and contemporary to the later family mandalas. The connections between the composers of Mandala Eight. and the early family mandalas 6 3 and 7 and the two older of the later family mandalas 4 and 2 are limited to just two direct relationships many other relationships if present are established through composers from mandalas 1 and 5 and conversely mandala 8 shares not only close relationships with the composers from mandala 1 and 5 but also shares many common composers with them Mandala 1 can further be broken down on the basis of hymns composed into four upamandalas that seem to have been composed across periods by multiple seers what this basically tells us is that mandala 
is not just a collection of hymns from a particular period but rather a collection of hymns that were composed or rather revealed across multiple periods in conclusion the rigveda's mandalas can be classified into four different periods of composition the early period includes mandalas 6 3 7 and the early upamandalas of mandala 1 in the middle period we find mandalas 4 and 2 along with the middle upamandalas of mandala 1 as well as the earlier section of the general upamandalas of mandala 1 moving on to the late period it encompasses mandala 5 and 8 and the late upamandalas of mandala 1 and the latter part of the general upamandalas of mandala 1 additionally this period includes mandala 9 and finally we have the final period representing the culmination of rigvedic composition journey which is entirely captured in mandala 10 these distinct periods shed light on the evolutionary progress of rigveda's composition and offer valuable insights into the ancient seer's intellectual and spiritual journey so the order comes out to be 637 and some early upamandalas of mandala 1 then come 4 and 2 along with some other middle upamandalas of mandala 1 moving on to mandalas 5 and 8 and some later upamandalas or general upamandalas of mandala 1 and lastly 9 along with some more last upamandalas of mandala 1 and finally mandala 10 now just to ensure that this analysis makes sense we are going to go ahead and further examine the chronological order of the mandalas in the rigveda based on two fundamental criteria interrelationships amongst the composers and references to composers within hymns the first criterion provides a clear picture of the mandalas order the second establishes the chronological sequence based on references to composers from the mandalas we find that the early mandalas 6 3 and 7 and the early upamandalas of mandala 1 show no reference to the other composers confirming their early position the middle mandalas 4 and 2 and the middle upamandalas of mandala 1 have references to earlier composers but none from the later periods in contrast the later mandalas 5 and 8 and their upamandalas have numerous references to composers from earlier mandalas establishing their later position mandala 9 a ritual mandala contains references that confirm its late provenance and both criteria support the same chronological order of the mandalas confirming their analysis reliability now on to the final question why are the mandalas arranged 1 to 10 when they were not written in that order well there could be a number of theories surrounding this the rigveda was compiled over centuries by different sages or rishis from various regions of ancient india the process of compiling and organizing the hymns 
might have involved considerations other than the chronological order, such as thematic grouping or ritual significance. Similarly, the oral tradition of preserving the Vedic texts might have played a role in their influence. As the hymns were passed down orally from one generation to another, certain groups of hymns might have become associated with specific mandalas, leading to their grouping in a particular order. There could also be other reasons that we simply can't guess today due to the time barrier of thousands of years between us asking these questions and the Rigoveda's composition. So that's it for this episode. Tell us how you felt, share it with others and join us again in the next episode of the Vedas Explorer as we explore the connection between Vedic knowledge and scientific understanding, uncovering the harmonious convergence between ancient wisdom and contemporary discoveries. Until then, I'm your host Saranj and may the infinite wisdom of Sanatan Dharma guide your path and illuminate your journey of self-discovery. Thank you.